Hey Marlboro Softball, Scott Seidenberg here with a 4th of July episode of Marlboro Softball Talk. There are no games this Sunday as it is the holiday and it's our time to rest up and enjoy family, friends, fireworks, food. Yeah, some of us prefer that more than the other Fs. But it's really a time to reflect on where we are at this point of the season. We're past the halfway point. This is technically not the All-Star break, but the All-Star game's coming up. And yes, I know there have been plenty of people who have thoughts about who should make the All-Star team or the over-under game or whatever. We're not going to do that on this episode. This episode is to give you a power rankings update as we hit the week off. Where does your team stack up? Did you make the top 10 or are you just outside? To help us break that down, as always, is Mitch Pollock. And I have a feeling he's going to be very happy about where his team is placed on these Pollock power rankings. Mitch, before we get started with a midseason, if you will, power rankings as we hit our 4th of July break, uh, big news with your team. Um, Another great June. June has come to an end, though, so we'll see how you guys do in July. But uh, you guys are riding an extreme high right now, but you are losing an important player as Val is leaving us. He is not just leaving your team. He is leaving all of Marlboro softball. We will miss him surely. Uh, It's tough to replace a Val. I'm sure you're going to get a good player if it's the player we expect it to be, but it's not Val, Mitch. Um, Let me tell you, Val has been one of my favorite teammates I've ever had. he he does so much more. I mean, first of all, you know, he, he gets on base 65% of the time, mm-hmm. plays a lockdown third base, but every guy on our team will tell you that he, he's the heart and soul of our team. And, uh, you know, we love the guy coming in. Uh, we played with the guy before and, uh, you know, it, it's, um, we're going to miss Val. So I but, guess it's common knowledge. I could say it's Spotto. Yes, it is <laughs> Spotto, and and as and, solid of a player as he is, again, he he's not Val. And you guys, and listen, I know I've had to deal with a replacement this year. You want to play with the team that you drafted, and Val was the guy that you drafted. Right, and I remember us having that conversation earlier when, uh, unfortunately, Darren Kay had to leave the team. But uh, again, we we love we love Spotto. We're we're looking forward to to playing with him. Uh, but we're, we're going to miss Val. You know, he, he was such um, a great teammate, great what, player. What do you say to anybody who would argue that Spotto is an unfair upgrade to Val? I mean, I, I, I would say that they're equal. I would say that for our teams, uh, Valentino was perfect. I mean, you play the, you look at our team and, and first thing you see is, is how good our defense has been. Mm-hmm. And Val, Valentino has been flawless at third base. And so, you know, with whoever you put at third base, whether it's Bato, whether it's me, we're not going to be Valentino. So we're we're gonna we're already getting a downgrade there. And Spotto is a great bat, but you know, Valentino was the perfect leadoff hitter for us. You know, again, getting on base sixty five percent of the time—that's what we needed. And uh, you know, Spotto is a great hitter, but you know, we I think we're going to experience a little downgrade at third base. So uh, Spotto's. Yeah, they're they're equal players. I you know it's tough for the board. You know, trying to find like the exact perfect match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think 
you know, Spotto, Spotto is equal there. Yeah, it's uh, you can't exactly have the guy like my replacement who was drafted in the same exact spot as the player that he was replacing for the last three seasons in a row. So it, it's, right. it's not, ex- it's not always at, that easy. No, and you look at Steinberg's team last year, and, and, you know, that was one of the things that helped them win the championship is when they – they lost the pitcher. They were they weren't you know losing anything with their replacement because they got a good pitcher back. Mm-hmm. So you know that's something that we're going to have to figure out uh, just how we're going to address the third base situation. Let's get to the power rankings here uh, as we hit the fourth of July break. It's a little past mid season, but everyone has played half of their games uh, already. Um, what are we going to do here? You want to do a top ten, and then we'll count we down from 10, ten to one. Okay. So yes, we got a top 10. We have a top 10. All right, so we'll count down from 10 to 1. Uh, are there any rules to this power rankings? You've had rules and stipulations before, so do you want to give out any rules before we unveil the teams? Just the same thing with the 500 record. If you're below 500, then you might be on the cusp of making the power rankings, but uh, you're not going to be listed if you're under 500. All right, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, so in no record order, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but just by order of the Pollock Power Rankings, Fourth of July, Fireworks Edition. Let's start with team <laughs> number ten, Mitch. Number ten is Lombardi, and uh, you know, off to they. It's like we've seen this from that team before, uh, where they get off to a really good start. I believe that. Uh, even like last year or two years ago, they were off to a four and start and then they faded a bit, but you know, you look at the team and uh, Stephen Blackburn seems to be the only one whose uh, stats are matching up where they should be. And we, we're seeing that if you're, if you're not scoring runs, you're going to have trouble. Yep. Uh, they are started the season out five and Oh, five and Oh inside the division, but mm-hmm. two and six outside of division play right now, as they are seven and six on the season uh team number nine who do we got number nine is kessler kessler talk to me about uh, talk to me about ben's team they got a deep lineup and uh you know it's a scary lineup uh they have to tie it up defensively uh you know pitching i have to say like i i played with uh ben kessler in the fall league and i thought he did a really good job pitching and i don't know maybe he had a couple of shaky games where he he has taken him out of him. He's taken himself out of the, the pitching role. But, uh, you know, my advice is for him to, you know, get some innings in there because I think his future is as a pitcher and I think he can do a really good job. Here's, uh, here, here's the one thing that I don't like. Um, mm-hmm. And I know it doesn't mean much, but to me, it does mean something. Negative 30 runs. Run differential yeah. to me is always an indicator of success. And they might be seven and six, but they're negative 31 runs. To me, that's just, that's an indicator of future downside, if, if, if that makes sense. Right. And, you know, have to look at the games and what happened on the mound, because I think sometimes when whoever is pitching that day, they've been losing the plate. So it's, it's when they have an off day, they're having a really off day. Mm-hmm which is, you know, resulting in that. But, you know, you mentioned the run differential, and I'm really into that. But one surprising thing about Kessler is they're one of two teams that have not lost back-to-back games. Wow. Uh, all year. Yeah, and they're only 7-6, and six, which is so surprising. We think yeah. they throw in two losses in a row. So, you know, when you think of the playoffs, you know, as a time where you can't dwell on the loss because you lose two in a row, you're out. 
you know, that, that's one good sign that Kessler has is that they're able to bounce back from their losses. Even the lopsided losses they're able to back 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 from. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, moving on to team uh, number, we did 10, 9, number 8. Number 8 is Polzer. Okay, Polzer sitting there at, uh, what's the record? 7 and 6 as well for Polzer, okay? And, uh, you know, last night's game was huge. Uh, team Goldfarb, you know, not on the power rankings because of the record, but, uh, you know, you look at Goldfarb and you know, a couple of weeks ago, it looked like they were on the verge of the playing game, but they swept the double header by, by mercying both teams. So I think that was a big win for Polzer. And you look at their, their games this year, and they've had a lot of missed games. You know, they haven't had a full squad. So, you know, that's something you also look for in the playoffs sometimes is, you know, well, once they get their full 13, will they gel? And I think it's one of those dangerous teams. Okay, moving on. Team number seven. Seven is DeMarco. DeMarco, eight and five, the leaders in the West Division right now. Yeah, and so, you know, they're number seven. They're the top team in that division. And it's interesting because I, I think the way it works, I'm just trying to get some clarity on this, but uh, the three division leaders should have at least the top three seeds. That is correct. Even at like, right. So, like, even if DeMarco, even if they're, like, second place teams from our division, you know, if DeMarco comes in number three, you know, uh, I'm sorry, if DeMarco leads their division, even if they don't have the third best record, they'll still be the third seed. So that could be big when, when choosing their fields. And their team reminds me of uh, some of the early Team Pollock uh, successful teams from like 2011, 2012, where we had a top offense. We played just good enough defense to get by, but sometimes that could be a successful formula too. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. Let's so so far we've had three seven and six teams as uh or four seven and six teams, right? As oh no, mm-hmm. DeMarco's eight and five right now. So okay. Right. All right. right. So now we're on to team number six. So who just missed the top five here? Pingaro. And if we did if I did the power rankings three, four weeks ago when every team was like just that eleven games, you know, we had a clear top three, I felt like with uh LaRocca, Pingaro, and Conti in some kind of order, but uh, Pingaro is one of those a couple of teams that have slipped a little bit, you know, losing I think like three of the last four. They've had a couple of teams with that kind of stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, for the first seven games, they were scoring a lot of runs last stretch of games. Uh, it's been a lot harder to come by. So, uh, you know, when you're at top six, you're a really good team. I expect Pingaro to bounce back, but, they were very close with uh, the next team on the list, but I just had to give the edge to the number five team. And that would be? That would be Conti. Uh, again, I wouldn't, another team who lost a couple of games, like three of the last four, something like that, uh, wouldn't make a big deal over that recent stretch. Uh, they, they played some, they played some good teams in that stretch. So, you know, it's not any sign that they can't hang with them. It's just, those are the breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh so, you know, the danger, the real problem, though, is that they're they're playing in a tough division, you know, just like our division. So, yeah. you know, they're falling behind, you know, a, a team that's absolutely on fire with La Roca. So it, it, winning the division might be a challenge. Yep. Okay. Uh, team number four. All right. It was very close. This was like a last five-minute decision. Uh, number four, I'm going with Wallman. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, 
you know, they're not going to break any records this year. You know, a lot of the preseason buzz, even if it was uh, facetious. So not going 20 and two, I guess 20 and two is out of the picture. Not going to 20 and two, (laughs) but they're just as solid as we thought they were. Uh, you know, they're they're hot right now. They've won a couple of games in a row. Well, actually, they lost the last game. But, but prior to that, uh, they've been hot. Uh, so, you know, they're right where they we thought they would be. You know, I, I see them winning 15 games this year. And you got to admit, like, before the season started, I, I didn't buy into, you know, like the the 17 and 5, 18 and 4 kind of record. Mm-hmm. I thought they would be around 15 wins. But it's a 15-win team led by veterans that'll make it far in the playoffs yeah wow all right let's go to the top three uh number three number three is you guys team seidenberg very nice i gotta talk to doug though it says that we lost on our last game it says l1 under the streak but we've won I saw that. yeah but we've won we've won so i don't i don't know why that's l1 but that's that's okay we're eight and five uh coming off two wins by a combined score of 35 to three but there you go. Exactly. Uh, you know, three of your last uh, four wins margin of victory has been by 21, 19 and 13. Uh, you've put up a couple of 20 run games. You're only get, you only give up three runs over your last two games. So you are doing it on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, a lot of early season buzz and that, you know, then hit a little skid when you're going through a roster change, but it looks like, you're all the way back. Yeah. And, you know, I, I look at our five losses and, you know, two of those games, we didn't have a shortstop <laughs> and we were shorthanded. That was before we got the replacement player. So uh, shorthanded without a shortstop and one of those losses without Eddie. So without your right. pitcher. So, you know, I take I take three of those losses and I just crumple them up and throw them away. So, uh, you know, I'm happy where our team is at. Um, I'll be honest, if you if you if you did this ranking probably two weeks ago. We might not be in the top 10, but, you know, winning these last two games uh, feels good. And uh, now we, you know, look forward to getting back into division play uh, where we are four and one in the division. So we'll see what happens, uh, see what happens uh, as we move forward. And the top two teams, no surprise, uh, it's Pollock and LaRocca. So in what order do you have this in? And was it just as simple to you to just go by record at this point? It was simple to me on a couple of factors. Number two is our team, Team Pollock. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, partly by record, partly the fact that we played LaRocca head-to-head and they creamed us. It was it was the one game where, you know, it was really one bad inning that did us in, but it was the one game where it felt like we were just completely outplayed. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, they earned it on a head-to-head basis. But anyway, that's talking about LaRocca. Uh, I'll save my uh, comments for them. But just for us, like, uh, we're hot right now. Matt, Matt's pitching is unbelievable. You yeah, let me tell together. you something. I mean, yeah. you you look at the scores over the last several games for you guys. And, you know, I know Lugos commented on uh, saying, Cy Matt on uh, – on, or Cy Pollock he did on, on the Facebook post there. But, yeah. I mean, honestly, look at these games, okay? Uh, you give up, all right, seven runs to Kessler. Maybe that's the anomaly there. But um, I think it was a two runs on Wednesday night, right? I, th- I think. Two runs, yeah. Two runs on mm-hmm. Wednesday night. Two runs against Conti. Four runs against Drashinsky. Three runs against Faris. Four runs against Lapine. There's only been one game in which you allowed double-digit runs, and that was the LaRocca game. Yeah, and and it was it was listen credit to their hitters and they just 
outplayed us. I mean, they had a couple of monster hitters, though, hitting it over the fence. You know, who knows what would have happened on a different field. But, uh, you know, even even the Kessler team, they, we gave up seven runs. Uh, you know, that's a hot offense, too. So it's just been all year, as you said. It's, it's just that one game that we gave up more than seven runs. Uh, Martino's defense, I mean, what else can you say about Nick at shortstop? Mm-hmm. But any, anyone who watched yesterday, uh, you know, infielder of the year should already already be clinched. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Jordan's been great at second base. We just play a solid outfield. It's, you know, solid all around when you're giving up five and a half runs a game. Yeah. It's, it's more than just, I got to say, it's like to give up five and a half runs a game. It's more than just having an unbelievable shortstop because we've had unbelievable shortstops in the league and still five and a half runs is something really special. And, uh, you know, that's just the, that's the one thing that, uh, you know, we hope we can continue with the transition and uh, just briefly with the offense, you take away, you know, the four runs in the first two games and everyone was saying that we have no offense but you take away the f- four runs in in the first two games, and we're averaging thirteen point one runs, games three to thirteen. Wow! And that would put us top of the league too. So you know, the special group we have. Yeah, and we'll see if it can continue. Like I said, after June, because we know how good yeah. your record is in June. Uh, is this now? <laughs> can you? Or is it? What's the record now? Career in June. All right. So the record is in our last 33. It's very sad that we're switching to July. Uh, in, in the last 33 May and June games, we're 31 and two. Is that unbelievable? That's it's crazy. I swear, it's, it's like and, I've said it before, but it's like the stat. Remember with, with the Brady and the Patriots, it was like they're undefeated in December or something like that. Whatever it was, oh, it's incredible. And I have to say, like, we started 0-2, and, and some people were worried on our team. So, you know, we had the text chain going, and some people were worried, and keep your heads up. And I, and that's when I threw out the stat. I'm like, don't worry. May is coming up. Yeah. We really good in May and June. And then we went 10-1 and 1 in May and June. So That's absurd. That is absurd. Yeah. All right, talk to me about the number one team here in the power rankings. It is Frank LaRocca's squad. They are 11-2. and two. They've won nine straight games, 166 runs scored, only 91 allowed. Uh, just, a, just a juggernaut of a lineup top to bottom. Oh, and they're demolishing teams. Demolish, like only two of the wins. I was looking, only two of their wins have been decided by fewer than six runs. So they're not just skating by. Like, these are just clear-cut victories, just dominance. And, you know, I was looking at their uh, player stats, and it's not like everyone is even having career seasons. And and that's a scary thing when you look at it. You know, like even uh, Saglietta is is in having – yeah, he's having a great season, but it's not like he's, you know, top five in the league. It's not like Jordan Rosenthal is all over the leaderboard, uh, you know, up and down the lineup. They're having very good seasons, obviously, but it could even be you know, better than what they're doing. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing. Wow. That's a good point. Cause like, yeah, there it's, yeah, you're right. There's no, I don't think there's an MVP candidate on the team, but together, they're the best team far and away right now. Well, you right. obviously think you're close, but I mean, they are just, they're tremendous. Well, we might be close, but it's it's clear that LaRocca is number one right now. And, yes. You know, 19, 19 and th- uh, 2014 Applebaum went 19 and three. So, you know, it's an outside shot that they can match that record, but it's still in uh, in sight. 
That's the so, high, and that's the that's the top record, nineteen and three. Nineteen and three, yep, top record. Nineteen and three, at least, yeah. I believe my Bykovsky team, we went eighteen and four, uh, a couple of years, two, well, it was probably three, four years ago, maybe. Here's the interesting, Wait, yeah. that team. Where did you leave the, in the playoffs? We lost to the play-in winner, Jacoby. That, right, right. So yeah. that was, and then we went eighteen and four. Uh, a couple of years ago, 2018, and we lost in the second round uh, to Jacoby. So <laughs> Jacoby, the, two, the giant two killer. The top, yeah. Well, if, that was, well, if, if, team, if Team Pingaro has to take on LaRocca in the playoffs, they have Jacoby <laughs> on their side now. He's, I know. He's the killer of great teams. So beware. <laughs> All right, Mitch. Well, thank you so much for giving me the, uh, the power ranking update here. Uh, enjoy your 4th of July and we'll see you back out on the field uh, after the week. All right. Can I, and can I just add one thing? Can yes. I, one more, please. Uh, on a serious, on a serious note, um, you know, we're going to really miss, uh, you know, Mike Gilston is a you know, tragedy, what happened and, you know, you read the obituary and, you know, it talks about 30 years in this league and, you know, that's what this league, you know, we talk about how great this league is and how much it means to us. And Gilson really encapsulated that, you know, so much that, you know, that's, you know, put in the obituary there and um, he's what this league is all about. And, and we'll miss him. Absolutely. Very well said, Mitch. Talk to you soon, bud. You too. Bye. There he is. Mitch Pollock. Uh, giving us the update here. And uh, yeah, no games this Sunday, guys. Enjoy your holiday. Please be safe. Be careful. Enjoy the time with your family and your friends. Uh, don't get hurt because your captains will be really upset if you can't play in the games moving forward. Uh, so stay healthy. Stay, <laughs> And uh, we'll see you out at the fields, uh, I guess, Wednesday the 7th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is Marlboro Softball Talk.